Jim Davis is right. If we are really going to make America great again, we need to strengthen bird feed security so that Garfields around the country are able to retire with dignity that they deserve. I yield my time. Thank you and good night. listening to being Jim Davis. Whatever happened to my Transylvania twist? I am Dracula, king of the night, and I am Jim Davis. My name is, my, I don't, my name is Christopher Winner, and I'm Jim Davis. <laughs> is there a problem, Chris? You're not Dracula at all. This just, that's dishon. Okay. My name is Christopher Winner, and I'm Jim Davis. I just didn't. My name I is John I, Gibson. I'm Jim Davis. I thought we are going to take this a little more seriously. <laughs> My name is Riley Miller, and I am Jim Davis. It is Thursday, May 27th of 1952, and today we are reading the 100,439th ever Garfield strip. What happens in today's Garfield? I'm not hearing the Cajun as much. Oh. Yeah, you need to talk Did about he... the bayou some more. Okay, there you go. There it is. All so, right. All right. This is funny. I, 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 okay. I did not write this synopsis. But I've I never literally... beignets. Go on. Uh, oh, sorry. Was that the synopsis? No, no. Go on. Go on. You okay. can read the synopsis. Uh, today's regular synopsis is in today's Garfield. Mm-hmm. We learn that John Arbuckle owns a painting of Odie howling at the moon. Ah, Odie, the children of the night. <laughs> uh, I had that thought independently. That it what looks like beautiful music they is, make for us. Like, it's just like that's a painting, you know? So panel one, John Arbuckle is standing at the left. He's shouting, Odie, cut that out. And I guess we're meant to believe that the thing at right is a window like a window frame windowsill and frame with Odie and outside the window is Odie standing on some grass howling at the moon and it's nighttime but it really looks like John Arbuckle owns a painting of Odie like that just looks like a painting I like 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 a like a it's like a Magritte painting or something (laughs) like (laughs) like this doesn't look I don't know Looks very surreal to me. I would like to see a Rene Magritte take on Garfield. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's either Magritte or like one of those uh, velvet, you know. Velvet or to, what about what velvet. about Garfield just with all the all the heads replaced with those like vagina heads that he does? I mean, that would be a lot of fun. Was that? I guess the, no, no. They're, they're like they're like whole female torsos, like because the breasts are the eyes. I think. Mm. Is that Magritte? I think so. You know what? I'm going to allow it. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to look up Magritte female torso head. <laughs> you know, I think the one you th- I think that one's called the rape, isn't it? Oh, yeah. There's a bunch of them, I thought. Yeah, I thought, that's like, like He did like a whole series like that. Uh, he probably did. I mean, yeah. that guy, you know, he would, he would really drive an idea into the ground. Oh, yeah, he definitely would. 
Yeah. He's like, hey, uh, hey, how, how about how about a, a weird looking guy wearing a bowler hat? And I don't know, maybe there's a fucking floating apple or something. That's a painting, right? <laughs> the guy's wearing a bowler hat, but he's looking love, the other way around. You're seeing him from the back. And I love to be a fly on the wall for McQueen's elevator pitch for any of his paintings. <laughs> I don't know, the ocean's on the ceiling. Something is that a thing? Is that a painting? Hey. Hey, surrealism. Uh, what, hey. If, what, if, what if a train was coming out of a fireplace? <laughs> <laughs> no, I love, I really like this new, this new character, Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> hey, I don't get no surrealism. <laughs> what if, my wife, let me tell you, my wife, she's, she's just an apple. She's, she's got a torso for a head. Uh, Okay, so yeah, uh, is that panel one? Do we cover it? Odie's in the in the window, uh, sensibly, and he's he's saying a woo, or he's howling at the moon. Yeah, and John is telling him to cut that out. That's fine. Yeah, that's it. Panel two, just a shot of John Arbuckle on a plain purple background. He's doing a single take, looking behind him at the speech bubble, which is a It's a who knows? Could be one of the werewolves of London. Who can say? There's I would no just like to knowing. point out that this is not standard countertop. No, uh, neither of these positions is, are standard countertops. In no, no way, uh, standard countertop to be found. Yeah, there's no, there's yeah. no countertop. Yeah. I okay. Hang on. Wait, procedural question. <laughs> I'd like to. Is it? Is it I, about? Is it about this new Rodney Dangerfield Magritte character? I've always assumed standard in 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 the construction standard countertop position referred to the position rather than the countertop. Wholeheartedly agree. Okay. But but now I'm not sure. I, I like maybe I mean the the countertop itself is pretty standard. Nah, I disagree. I think the I think it's the position that's being described. The countertop okay. I mean, should be totally wild. And surely surely we can't have standard countertop without a countertop. Yeah, but it doesn't have to be a standard countertop. It could be a completely revolutionary. That countertop could just be like a guy in a bowler hat with an apple for a head or some shit. And the, the ceiling's on the ground and the lights yeah. are off. As long as John Arbuckle is standing. There's like, it's like a mermaid, but it's like the other way. It's like a reverse like a- mermaid <laughs> where the legs are the legs and then... I have some ontological questions about this, but perhaps we should move on. (laughs) Yeah, really, panel three is where we talk about ontology, generally. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's fair enough, yeah. All right. Uh, Did we mention that uh, someone else is howling? Like, there's a different howling sound coming from offstage to the the left? Okay. We did mention Perhaps a werewolf. It was a while ago. Uh, Okay, so in panel three... Uh, we learn that the source of the uh, howling inexplicably came from right next to John Armbuckle, even though it was like, yeah, it seems like clearly it several away. feet away. Yeah, at least in the previous panel. Also, John's so legs that's a are super long, or maybe his torso is really short. Wait, his I think head it's because his, his head of- is. What's yeah, going? His at- head is coming out of his chest. He's hanging his head down, like. That's not how that works. I mean, his head is a perfect circle. It's fine. And he, I have a question okay. for the experts. I think it's foreshortened a little bit because of the angle. Mm-hmm. Riley, do you want me to get my wife to come down? <laughs> <laughs> my my question being, um, you know, what exactly 
the meaning of the different colored backgrounds are because you know the first two panels have the same purple background right albeit one has a window slash painting in it whereas the third panel has a pink i I, uh i'm gonna have to stop you there i think those are different shades in panel one and two oh panel one is darker that's a good point Mm. It's a good point. That's a darker purple, purple in yeah. panel one. But they they are much closer to each other than 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 panel three is for sure. So what I'm what I'm wondering are is that uh, are the do the different rooms in John Odie and Garfield's house um, do they have different colored walls, or is this depicting the different lighting conditions of various rooms? Mm-hmm. Either way, you know. In panel two, John is perhaps in a hallway or, you know, otherwise relatively close to the window. And perhaps he moves, you know, we can see that he turns around, turns around on an axis, but perhaps he moved down a hallway or something in between panels two and three. Uh, Riley, I want to, I want to compliment you on that observation. (laughs) That is a lucid, intelligent well thought out analysis. Now get the fuck but it's out of here! Completely wrong because the the color, the background colors are just utterly inconsistent in Garfield. I think I think I think the truth is like the background colors in Garfield and the shadows, which are mm-hmm. often all kinds of crazy fucking shapes and angles. Like this is an indication of Jim Davis being influenced by turn of the century German expressionism. Oh, of course, of course. Including, but not limited to, the films of Fritz Lang and also uh, the opera Lulu mm. by Alban Berg. Mm-hmm. Oh, we haven't talked about Berg in a while. Yeah, no, I mean, every, every week we've got to at least make one reference to the fucking <laughs> second Viennese school, John. It's true. Sadly. Um, Num- wait, n- second in chronology? Number one in our first, hearts. First in our hearts. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hey, uh, do you guys want to go around the around the circle and we can all say who our favorite member of the second Viennese school was? I think you know our answer. <laughs> oh, Webern? Uh, it's got to be Barrett all the way, right? No, I don't know, man. Really? I, I Honestly, like if we're actually having this conversation, <laughs> I go back and forth all the time. I yeah. honestly have trouble stating. Like, I have... I have different uh, feelings depending upon like what genre we're talking about. You know, because if it's like, (laughs) okay, well in that case, I'm going to have to go with Schoenberg. No, I I, like, I really like uh, Berg's piano music. I really like Schoenberg's uh, orchestral music. Mm, I, I, I don't know. I I, look, Berg is great. Lulu and Wozzeck. Yeah. Real quality. Webern's like Webern's stuff though is like so evocative. Like Webern's is it, definitely the hardest to get into. I I, I feel like for me, interesting. Personally. That's interesting. See, I I feel like Webern often. I have trouble. I have more trouble talking about Webern because it just like goes straight into my gut somehow. Huh. Yeah. Um, Schoenberg. I see. For me, he's too academic. He's too like. Wow, I feel exactly yeah. the opposite. Really. Really? These guys have such multitudes. I feel that's like so I feel interesting. like yeah, Beverly that's really seems... fascinating. Like I don't think you're wrong at all. I just no, no, and I'm and I don't think yeah. you're wrong. It's just, yeah, Veverin <laughs> strikes me as so like 
I have trouble speaking intelligibly about Webern, which is why yeah. I don't bring him up as often as I bring up really? Berg and Schoenberg on the like Berg and Schoenberg. Like, I feel like you got to like I, they're way harder to analyze. You got to like come through a bunch of like really? bunch of bullshit, you know, mm-hmm. which I like. I like the bullshit. It's the bullshit that that is the heart. I feel like I, but with Bayburn, it's like I don't know. It's just so austere and. Like I mean, it definitely is austere. I'll give you that yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. I thought we were going to have to fight. <laughs> definitely, definitely. But like, uh, like austere can sometimes I, just go straight at you. You know. Yeah. For the yeah. No, straight. that's true. No, and I have come to appreciate Weber. The one I struggle with, honestly, and mm-hmm. I'm curious to hear how Riley and and um and and uh, I'm not going to say, you know, secret name. Jeff. Yeah, Jeff. Jeff Willis. Yes. Yeah curious to hear what they the one i kind of struggle with is schoenberg honestly because i love early schoenberg yeah yeah fucking yeah yeah late schoenberg i have trouble getting early schoenberg is the best and and then it's like wait do i even like 12 tone music if i don't like (laughs) late schoenberg like i like schoenberg before he became schoenberg you know honestly that's kind of how i feel about beethoven like Mm, I could take or leave a lot of the late stuff this is a hot take guys this is a really hot take (laughs) sizzling this is a, like you're you're saying like, like I think his earlier work was better. So you're saying like three over nine for sure. Oh, for, for sure. Example. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That is. I'm not saying you're wrong, but that yeah. is a hot take. Yeah. Three over five. Mm, I don't know five that well. What do you mean you don't know five? <laughs> God damn it. God damn it, John. Well, I mean, sure. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, the presto, yeah, like the the that part. Yeah, I know that part. <laughs> I, mean, I oh, don't know the rest of it. Oh, very is well. that... three is eroica, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah eroica is a great fucking. Sim- Definitely three over five. Great fucking. Sim- you know, I wonder now, later in life, if I need to give the even-numbered symphonies more of a chance. Because mm. it's mm-hmm, like the mm-hmm, three. Mm-hmm. Five, it's like Star nine, Trek movies, you know? but the other yeah. way around. Yeah. 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 <laughs> exactly like Star Trek movies. <laughs> Which symphony had the whales in it? <laughs> yeah, it was number four. That was the symphony. Are we still the symphony set in San Francisco? Wait, 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 we haven't we haven't got to panel three. <laughs> no, we started it because we we, t- we went on a tangent. <laughs> Say about what the joke was. John's posture. <laughs> Oh, that's right. That's right. And it's Garfield, and he's at the refrigerator. Yeah, it's drawn mm-hmm. like an old timey, like an icebox. Yeah, well, that naturally led us to discuss the second Viennese school. Naturally, naturally, yeah, this is probably literally the the fridge owned by Arnold Schoenberg. Mm. Fair enough. So, so, so Gar- can yeah. we can we talk about Garfield uh, vocalizing in this strip? How 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 it's Sprechstimme? Sure, let's let's talk about that. As long as we don't have to talk about Pierre Boulez. I thought you were going to say you didn't want to talk about Piero Lunaire. No, we're going to talk about Piero Lunaire. Okay, yeah, because it's Sprechstimme. Okay, go yeah. on. <laughs> I'd, like to, I'd like to hear about the uh, Who's going on? vocalizing in panel three. Just, right. just, that, just that apparently, apparently Garfield is able to replicate more or less the same noise that Odie does. We have a progression, though. I mean, it's like... Yeah, they're all different. Yeah, they're all different. Like it real t- really tells a story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you want to do you want to just read them in order? Sure, sure. Ooh, mm-hmm. that was Odie. Aroo. 
Garfield Part One. Mm-hmm. Wow. I'm not sure. Garfield that one. Part Two. This time it's Wow. Surely that's Iru. Iru. It's got a W at the end. Iru. 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 It's like a quad thong. You know what the fuck. Well, now, now we sound like whales. Very uncomfortable to wear a quad. Hey, I'm a whale over hey. here. Hey. <laughs> That's all I got. For uh, Senator Sanders, would you like to uh, close out the <laughs> podcast? You have been listening to Being Jim Davis. Listen to them. Jim Davis is of the night. What beautiful podcasts they make. Please nice. rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcatcher you happen to be listening on. Why not visit the website at beingjimdavis.com? You can also follow and show on Twitter. <laughs> You're so close. You're so close. This podcast was brought to you by the Pitch Drop Podcast Network. Like what you just heard? Support the show by going to patreon.com forward slash pitch drop. And while you're at it, check out pitchdrop.net for more of this and other shows. You guys um, you guys ever see the uh, Mexican Dracula that they made on the same shed? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I totally have. It's great. Yeah, it's like. It's really good. It's super spooky. Oh, yeah? Yeah. They made it, like, they made it, because they had the the 1931 Dracula with Bela Lugosi. Um, They built all the sets. And then, like, at night, when they weren't making Dracula, they made a Spanish-language version, which is a little little more intense. Is it a Mexican production or a Spanish production? I mean, it's Spanish language. I think it was Mexican, Mexican you know, cast and so on. Yeah. That's so it was, cool. It, it was made to, to, I think, to show in Mexico, largely. That's awesome. Yeah. And they were kind of cool. in competition. Like, the, the Mexican one kept tried to one-up the English one in a couple of ways. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I think in a lot of ways, it's a better... Like, I love Bela Lugosi. Don't get me wrong. Of course. Of course. Love Bela Lugosi. But in a lot of ways, that Spanish language Dracula is a, a superior, you know. I got I to gotta see that. Mm. Yeah, check Thank it you. out. Good night.